Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. How close are you to really building your wealth? Are you achieving your wealth goals? Are you retaining or are you accumulating your wealth? The list of current financial uncertainties is long. There's high inflation, geopolitical turmoil and plenty of curveballs that could shift the US economy and financial markets. But the wealthy will still find a way to get rich in any environment and stay wealthy. So what are some of their tried and true money strategies. 80% of wealthy Singaporeans claim they make better decisions because of financial advice. In fact, after a family member, most people surveyed said they would talk to a financial advisor next. This according to a new survey by St. James Place Asia or SJP Asia, which points to financial advice being a key factor to achieving higher levels of wealth. So the question is, what kind of advice and who is reaching out for this advice? With me on the line is Oliver Wickham. He's Asia Partnership Director for St. James Place. Oliver, good morning. Good morning, Michelle, and thank you for having me. Lovely to speak with you again, Oliver. Who is likely to engage with a financial advisor and when do they typically meet up with one? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, as most of us are aware that everyone needs financial advice, but not many people get up in the morning and think, I'm going to start saving for my children's education today or how much money do I need to retire? So people often procrastinate about when they need to take that advice. And before you know it, it potentially ends up being too late. But who does engage proactively? Well, what we see is that those at the beginning of the journey who arguably have an equal or sometimes greater need for financial advice, our study shows that it's not them. It's actually those at higher levels of wealth that are more likely to engage with financial advisors. And that's probably because once they've got wealth and they've accumulated assets, their finances become a lot more complicated and they're then seeking out people to, to help them with it. But I would say, final point on that, is that the mm. younger Singaporeans um, are certainly very keen to engage with financial advisors. And what we've seen is that 55% of those surveyed, and between the age of 27 and 39, have already consulted a financial advisor, which is much higher than the overall um, survey, which was closer to 40%. Yeah, I think that's really early that it's not just the wealthy because it might seem sort of uh, intuitive that people with wealth are going to have financial advisors. But it's also young people, you say, that want to get their foot in the door early. And uh, 55% of your respondents have consulted with a financial advisor, those aged between 27 to 39, really young. Help us break down the factors that most people say are important when choosing a financial advisor? Yeah, sure. Um, it, it's really important, isn't it? Because people need to be, uh, you need to feel that trust. Trust is an absolutely crucial factor when selecting the right advisor, um, which is probably why through the Singaporean survey that we did, as you highlighted earlier, people tend to speak to family as the first place that they go to talk about finances, which is obviously a very personal matter. But they value that personal connection and familiarity. Actually, 70% also say that face-to-face interactions is really very important as it's easier to build a relationship when you meet an advisor in person. So uh, having a relationship and building trust are crucial factors when you're working with a financial advisor. 
and this was actually demonstrated through the survey when respondents said that advisors are only the second most likely people, as you said earlier, to have open and honest discussions with. That's after their family. Um, it's not uncommon for Singaporeans to also want an advisor of a similar background. So eight out of 10 said that they prefer advisors who share their native language, origin and background. Um, so, so they've got that common ground together. Mm, people like people who are like them. And as in any relationship with a financial advisor, you want someone that you can trust. But I'm curious when it comes to your younger respondents, um, what are the top areas that they're actually looking for help with a financial advisor? Yeah, younger respondents view working with advisors very favorably, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but, but it's a good question. What, what are they actually looking for help with? And the top three areas that we um, speak to them about generally is investments is number one. They all want to know what the markets are going to happen. We all wish we had that crystal ball. Um, retirement planning and property and mortgage advice. So we know that globally at the moment, but I know that we're feeling it in Singapore, that the cost of living and inflation continue to be challenging. Mm. So helping people plan, particularly for property purchases, and retirement in particular at some stage of their lives is, is really important. Yeah, we just talked about a new financial guide in Singapore that answers some of those questions, but really nothing like speaking to an individual who can tailor the answers to your context. So with most respondents, though, if we take a step back, what do they seem to be worried about in terms of money matters? Mm. I, before I answer, I think I may have seen the guide that you referred to and I know something that the, there's just been released in, in Singapore where there's lots of rules of thumb, isn't there, with financial That's planning mm-hmm. that says, you know, if you were to, to die, you should have at least nine times your salary. What did you think of it? You should save 10% towards your retirement. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. And, and, you know, if somebody hasn't got time to sit and take proper advice, then it's, it's certainly a good thing to do. So rules of thumb are valuable. But you, you can't get away from actually sitting with an advisor and looking at your own specific needs. Because in reality, whilst a rule of thumb might say that somebody needs nine times to protect their family, there could be circumstances where somebody might only need five times, at which point you're spending more money and then you need to on more cover. Or even worse, you might need 12 times, mm. at which point if you die, your family don't have enough, which, which becomes a problem. Um, so, so taking specific advice, I think, is far more valuable. Really important point, yeah. Back to your, your point there. You asked me about um, what, what worries them in terms of money matters. Yeah, what do, worry, what, what do most of your respondents, and I know you spoke to about a thousand, uh, do you get a sense of what most are worried about in terms of money matters today? Yeah, unsurprisingly at the moment, it's as I mentioned a moment ago, it's inflation. Mm. And inflation's a really big concern and actually 93% of Singaporeans have said that they're worried about the cost of living um, as they look to protect their wealth more than ever from eroding in value while still trying to pay the bills, provide for their families and, and hopefully squeezing the odd holiday in as well. Um, so we've got to remember that financial planning is it's partly about planning for the future, what's really important to, to plan for the future, but it's also about living for today and actually enjoying the time with the fam- your family today is, is really important as well. So, so managing the current environment is tricky. 
I'm speaking with Oliver Wickham. He is Asia Partnership Director for St. James Place. We're taking a closer look at a new survey by SJP Asia, which points to financial advice being a very important factor for achieving higher levels of wealth. Uh, We talked a little bit about what most seem to be worried in terms of money matters. We're all about investing on this show. So talk to us in terms of investing habits of the very wealthy. Uh, What are some of the key observations that stood out for you? You, Oliver. In, in recent years, um, we've seen a real growth in momentum around ESG investing, so, so taking into account environmental, social, and, and governance factors, and it really uh, investing responsibly. And this came through really strongly in the recent survey. So, it, investing responsibly is now a priority for over 65% of Singaporeans when selecting investments. To the point where over half of them, it's actually 55%, actively seek out the information and before making the decision. The, the financially abundant, which is our sort of segment that says they've got, they believe they've got too much money. They've, they're, they're never going to need money. They've always, they've already got enough. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to rate this as a priority, with 86% of them saying that they're going to take that into account before making a decision. And I guess that almost, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because once they've got that much money, it's because, well, what, what do I do with it? How do we use this money as a force for good? Um, so, so ESG was the common one. Additionally, and when we look at motivations behind growing the wealth, two out of three Singaporeans, unsurprisingly, again, have said that they do so for financial security for themselves and protection for their loved ones. Okay, lots to crunch there. Really interesting insights into living richer and getting there via investing. I'm curious, though, we've been talking about basically the importance of a financial advisor, a real human person to tailor financial advice for you. How has Wealth Tech Solutions, um, those calculators that you can use yourself on websites and robo-advisory platforms, how has that changed the investment landscape over the last couple of years? Really, really positively, actually. I mean, I think information is, is good because it, it educates people. And I don't think it's any surprise that we said earlier that over 55% of young Singaporeans are engaging with financial advisors because they want to educate themselves. And there's so much information available now that gives them a taste and then they want a bit more. So it's now so easy to access investment tools or platforms for everyone at all stages that the knock-on effect of that um, is that people are increasing financial literacy, but we're also seeing that that's increasing the demand for face-to-face advice as well, um, which you might think is quite strange. But what we see, and I, I go back to the point that trust and relationships are really, really important, is mm. that people go on platforms and speak to robo-advisors and it takes them so far. Mm. Some people will be very comfortable to continue and make investment decisions based on that robo-advisor, or some people will get to the end and actually they'll just want to speak to a real person to sort of ratify what the machine is telling them. <laughs> so quite often we get inquiries based on somebody that's been through a program online or they found some information and then they just want to speak to somebody before making that final decision to give them a little bit of extra peace of mind. But all in all, um, you know, we believe that digital solutions and the human touch are very complementary of each other um, and they're both becoming increasingly important as we look ahead into and tricky times. Fantastic that, uh, you know, what people see online sort of whets the appetite and then there is a need to do due diligence and they reach out to someone human because there is that need, that trust factor, as you say. Oliver, uh, you know, we started by talking about how the wealthy uh, 
likely to have a financial advisor in the first place. What advice would you give to those people who are listening in and they'd like to work on some of the insights that you've shared today, but they're just hesitant to reach out to a financial advisor because they feel they lack the capital. They're just not at that level of wealth yet or they just don't have enough faith in uh, the financial advisory system. There might be some skepticism in terms of being sold a product instead of being given advice that is truly subjective. What do you say to people who might feel, yeah, I'm not at that level yet financially and I'm skeptical of the system? Yeah, you you probably picked the two biggest reasons why people don't engage there, actually. So if I pick the first one, you mentioned that they might not engage because of a lack of capital. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and, and that's you and you're not engaging with an advisor because you don't have enough capital, then actually you're the person who should be engaging and you you are going to get the most value. Wealth creation is just as important um, as financial planning and it's the foundation of it. And sometimes sitting down with a professional to help you really understand your income and expenses and where your money is going as well as mapping out your future goals can make all the difference to helping you get that foundation in place because it's just getting the right saving habits. It's putting a little bit aside each month so that in one, two, three, five, or 10 years, you have got that pot of wealth to manage and it's a financial planner that will help you get there. If you're in the other bucket and you're not engaging because you don't have enough faith in the system, I think were the words that you used, then again, it's probably all the more reason for you to engage with the right financial planner. What do I mean by the right financial planner? Well, well, it's really important to do the research um, because there are lots of advisors out there that have got good credentials. They are very well qualified and, and you can trust, but it's really important to find one and that you can trust and build a long-term relationship with because they'll help you navigate that system because the alternative is that you just leave your leave your money and your, and your wealth in cash. And at the moment, that can be seen as quite attractive because interest rates are okay. But in the long term, we know that inflation will always run higher than the interest rate, and it already is. So even if your money sat there at the moment and you think you're getting a good return, it's actually sat in, in cash losing value versus the inflation that's happening in Singapore. And so it's really important to get that engagement. Absolutely fantastic advice for our listeners, Oliver. Thank you so much and great speaking with you as always. No problem at all. Thank you, Michelle. You have a great day. We've been looking at St. James Place Asia Research Advice at Every Stage of the Journey. That piece of research studied a thousand Singaporeans. Oliver Wickham is Asia Partnership Director at St. James Place. I'm Michelle Martin. Thanks for listening to Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.